Anyway, welcome to the Retro Breakdown. I've now hit the record button. Good. All right. <laughs> How's it going? I finished the Blue Lions route of Fire Emblem Three Hope, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes last night. Um, I've talked exhaustively about it on both the podcast and stream, so I don't want to go into super detail about it, but it's good. Good. It's good. It stayed good the whole time. It's good. And I, it was like one in the morning, so I didn't want to like start a new route, but I am planning to start a new route, despite being 90 hours into it. Now, I mean, it's good. Given the way things go with me, the fact that I'm 90 hours into it probably means that I'm going to start a new route, get 10 to 20 hours into it, and then never play it again. But the fact, like, it's quite a hurdle for me to, like, hit credits and then immediately be like, more. I want more now. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen very often. So that is a that's a mark of quality as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, the the time will tell mm-hmm. if if that holds true or if you're like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm happy, but I'll, I'll move back to uh, yeah. something else. No, I fully expect that. I fully expect that to hit at some point, if only because there's just other things that I want to play. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean, right? Not because the not because you dislike the game, but just because like, well, I do want to play this other thing, though. And maybe I'll do that for a bit and I'll go back to three houses later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell myself that, right? Mm-hmm. No, I know myself well enough to know that, like, once I play something for a long time and, and, and then walk away from it, it's like, that's it. They're like, it's going to take... It's going to take something seismic for me to go back to it. Like, I spent a hundred and something hours on Triangle Strategy, which is one of my favorite tactics games of the last, like, ten years. And they recently put out, like, a whole new chapter of, like, epilogue content to play through. That I was super, like, out of nowhere, and I was super excited about it, and I still haven't played that. That one you might not play. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean because it's uh, because you you'll (laughs) I feel like you'll you'll start doing it like, man, I could replay the whole game again. And that's just a slippery slope. Triangle strategy, to its credit, was a game that I actually played twice back to back. Like that was that was another one that like really caught me because I played through like my first sort of honest playthrough. And then I was like. Okay, how do I get the good ending? Let's do uh, that. So you had to like find the right yeah. words there's, to there's say like at the right moments. A couple of key decisions that you have to make at key moments to to uh, get the the golden balance ending. And uh, ironically, I was like really close to getting it the first time, just naturally. But I, there was like one decision that I missed. And you had to redo the whole game for that? Pretty much, yeah. Woof. (laughs) They, to their credit, they intend for you to. Um, There's actually, like, unique New Game Plus. um, There's unique New Game Plus stuff for you to be able to do. So they make it uh, not, and it's really easy to, like, skip past stuff that you've seen before. So they make it very, very easy to... uh, Okay, so you're, you're, it's, not, it. it's not really a second place. I mean, it is, but it's like a 1.5 in terms of yeah, sort of time because you don't have to do all of the stuff you don't want to do. I, I guess you have to do the battles again. 
you do have to do the battles again, but you're strong. Um, there's a lot of battles that you can not do again. Okay. Because the way the game works is the battle that you get will, you know, you'll go to a different place and you'll do a different battle based on the decision that you make. Yeah. So if you make different decisions um, it's a different on the battle. way through the game, you get a completely different, you get a completely different battle. So I ended up doing my second playthrough and seeing a bunch of stuff that I didn't see the first time. Yeah, that makes it fun. So there was a, yeah, so there's a bunch of new stuff. And that's kind of what I'm excited about with Three Hopes, except like the context of these battles will be different, but like it's still a Muso game, so it's not going to be that different. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing is ever that different. <laughs> the uh, The final boss, without saying too much, was like, it was really fun because... It all took place in just this one room, and it's just a guy. But, like, it did such a good job of, like, just summoning in this endless amount of, like, of, uh, like, ads and enemies. Yeah. Yep. It's just, it's so chaotic. And it's exactly what a what a boss in a, in a Muso game should feel like. It's just, like, the feeling that you're just surrounded at all times. And it's just like dodge, 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 slash, slash, dodge, dodge. Use your special. Use your, use your, uh, use your awakening thing. Like switch it characters. All, it was, it was great. Yeah, it's super good. It's like everything that you love about a Muso game just condensed into one room for like five minutes. Yeah, after after we talked a week or two ago about it, I booted up the game again because I was curious how long did I actually play it? And because I, I thought I was like forty, but it was actually closer to seventy five or something like nice. that for my for my playthrough and i was like wow that's that's i played it for 30 hours more than i thought basically yeah. which is <laughs> that's kind of wild that you could just lose an extra 30 hours in the yeah. game that says something about the an game entire like more than a day yeah just yeah it's that kind of game it's that it's the type of game where like every single time i sit down to play it i feel like i've played for an hour and it's been three mm-hmm. yeah so it's that's fun. just how it's just it a good time Yep. If, if, you, if you like that game, if you like that style of game, I, I recommend it. I If you like Muso games, I don't recommend anything higher than this. Yeah, basically. Including either Hyrule Warriors games, which are it, also excellent. But it doesn't like, matter if you like Fire Emblem or not, because I don't I mean, I enjoy Fire Emblem in the sense that I like Nintendo IPs. <laughs> yeah, like I don't care about Fire Emblem that much. And I still think it's the, my favorite Muso that I've ever played. Yeah, I I do like Fire Emblem, but I think that the story really stands on its own. It does. It is kind of like, in some ways, it's better if you like three. If you played Three Houses, because it's doing sort of the the alternate timeline. Oh, that's true. I, I I did actually enjoy the characters because I knew who they were. Yeah, yeah. I think that helps, but I also think that the story is good enough to stand on its own, which is a weird thing to say about a Muso game. <laughs> it's. It's it's great because if you just don't care, you don't have to engage with the story, and you the combat is still fun, and like the building of the characters do not have to care is still fun. So they it's, they it's it's it, awesome when a game like that has both, and they're both fine. Where it's yeah, where it's like, yeah, hey, yeah. you want to do the you want to pay attention to the story and all the characters, and you want all the little mini arcs between them. Sure, go for it. Yeah, you just want to fight stuff. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, if you want to play the whole thing through on casual easy and just experience the story. Totally can. No big deal. If you want if you want to, like, 
if you don't care about the characters or the story at all and you just want like high level muso gameplay with a lot of customization you could do that too if you like both it's got both <laughs> yeah so i yeah anyway that's real I, good i have not been up to much of anything lately i really haven't played many games i don't know i i, I was reading some uh some some manga that i've had around that i have had for a very long time like i i read through some more one piece mm. and i'm still 40 no oh what god wait 60 uh you know 60 books behind where i would be if i was actually caught up but i don't, I don't own <laughs> most of those i yeah, bought like fair. two box sets a bunch of years ago and i'm i'm like halfway through the second one or so but hey, now that's still way more. further into one piece than i ever made it it's enjoyable. Uh, it's 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 I I can absolutely see why it's you know stood the uh, the test of time as being something that people want to still read. Yeah, yeah. I've you know my first um, my first exposure to One Piece was like I want to say around the time that it started airing because I was in college. Um, Is that really when it started? It, like the anime? I actually have no idea. But it feels like it must be because that was like 15 years ago. Wow. I actually had no idea. I mean, anyway, I, and I'm talking about undergrad. So, like, I started undergrad in... Yeah, 2005. 2005. Finished in 2009. So, during that time, I was involved with an anime club there and hung out in someone's dorm and they were watching One Piece. So, like, it existed at that point. Yeah, I don't I thought, know how far along it was at that point, but it was out. I would be sh very surprised to find out that that hadn't started earlier because I didn't didn't the, the the manga started in like ninety six or something, ninety six ninety seven. It was pretty successful almost immediately, which means they had to have made a TV show within a couple of years. Now that being said, I don't know when it would have been brought to. Were you guys watching it with subs or was it the dubbed? In Everything was with subs at the time. It was. I was going to say it was like two thousand five. Yeah, so I, I, I would be very surprised. Oh, you're if incredibly there wasn't. correct. Okay. Why? Yeah, why? <laughs> it, it runs back way. It runs back way further than. Uh... This is actually comforting to me because it means that I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm looking at this thing with like a this anime with a thousand episodes, and I'm like, yeah, I was probably already an adult when it started airing. <laughs> but no, I was not. No. I was in fact. 13 when it started airing yeah that makes sense because because it it a, a manga that's successful in japan that's that successful gets a tv show within a almost couple of immediately years. yeah <laughs> yeah well and dragon ball had just ended well, like it's, oh. especially when it's jump like right. when it was shueisha they they don't they don't mess around no no and and, and with dragon ball z having ended which was obviously a uh, a rather large phenomenon in japan and mm -hmm. then you know, around the world. This was, this sort of took that, pe that place. Yeah. I almost said that piece. <laughs> <laughs> My understanding really is that no one has yet taken that piece. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, like, that one piece all. is still just hanging out. <laughs> Didn't, okay, I read something about, uh, it being in the final arc. Yes. I now, have heard, I have heard that they are, they are now approaching the One Piece. So they're almost there. <laughs> they're almost there. It's taken like 24 years. No, wait, 26 years 
Yeah. You're right, by the way. The manga started in July of 1997, and the anime started in 1999. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, like, yeah, there was, like, two years. (laughs) Man. Oh, that's wild. What's that? The anime series was licensed by four kids in 2004, and then they dropped it. Really? It's unclear whether they actually started to release it. Yeah. Or if they, like, if they did, like, a few episodes of it and then dropped it, like, one season, I guess. Or if they just licensed it and then didn't do anything with it. (laughs) But, But yo, like, four kids, one piece would have been wild. (laughs) They would have had, I feel like they would have had to cut down a ton of episodes or, like, I even, even the, I, I don't know. I don't know what that would have been like. I, it's, it's fun to imagine it. (laughs) I feel like, okay, I feel like you would have been like in a Dragon Ball situation where they, you know, they cut 30 episodes or whatever they cut from the first couple of seasons where the (laughs) the four kids version of One Piece, let's say the the real anime is a thousand or whatever, the first two seasons are 200 episodes or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. three seasons. The one, or the the four kids would have been like 80. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, wow. But yeah, so I read that and I read, uh, cool. I read something else. I don't remember. I, I, I liked it. Oh, I got the, 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 uh, uh, the, the two most recent English of, 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 uh, One Punch Man. Oh, nice. Because one came out in May. I didn't buy it then because I have like a, a tracker thingy that just tracks the, the price on Amazon. And I was like, well, it hasn't gone down. Oh, I'll just yeah. wait. Uh-huh. And so once the next one came out, which was like a week ago, and that was being shipped. I was like, well, I'm just buying this one. Then at, at the, it's like, you know, I didn't save the 80 cents I would have if I had waited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with the net, with the one coming, I was like, well, I got to get the first one. And those are so fast to read. Like you can read through both of them in, you know, 30 minutes or something. Sure. It's, yeah, it's that's, mostly just. That's how manga artwork. is. Well, not, I mean, some manga is a little more text heavy than One Punch Man. <laughs> that is true. One Punch Man is a lot about the visuals and the, you know, just the whole gag of the, of the series as it stands. I, I I love that. I love that manga so much. It's really like, I'm surprised at how far it's been able to go with keeping that gag intact. You I would think that it yeah. would, you would think that one punch man would wear thin. Cause like, where is the, where is the, the tension in like the undefeatable hero who beats everything effortlessly? Well, they, they flipped it and the tension is is not that at all. The tension is when does he finally show up to do the one punch? Right. That's, so they they, they 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 flip the entire thing around as opposed to it being usually your weight. Like usually the tension is will the bad guy win even though you know they're not going to. Right. Uh, this time it's oh my god when is Saitama finally going to punch somebody? <laughs> like like and, you're waiting for it for and for yeah uh, it builds up the it builds up like the the anticipation for that. But in the meantime, there's all these great characters. You all of the all of the high octane shonen manga struggles yeah, and fights everyone that else. you want with all of the secondary characters and there's so much characterization in that it's, it's there's it's it's really crazy to me to have the number of characters that they have in one punch man and have them all feel really yeah they like all feel unique. necessary yeah they're all unique and they're all relevant and they all have their own stories without having that much story like, yeah like i said it's you know even even my hero academia has more uh, oh, yeah, that that like show has, a, has an absurdly large cast and it kind of suffers for it. 
Right. And, 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 but there's more story to be told in those where mm-hmm. the characters have more time to kind of develop, especially if you right. read all of the spinoffs and side stories and everything, right? Yeah, Whereas absolutely. One Punch Man, <laughs> there's, there's not a lot of dialogue in these, but the, you feel like every character is unique. And it, I don't know. It's just a, I love it. I've, it's probably, it's probably my favorite manga that I've read in a, ever, possibly, just because it hits all of the dumb buttons that I love in a, in a, in, in a show. Now, there are aspects of it that it doesn't have, like it doesn't have that heartfelt, you know, you can feel the, you you, you can feel the emotion building up in your chest because the character does the thing. Like that doesn't happen in, <laughs> in One Punch Man. There's, there's no, there's no emotional, like the, the, that high emotional feeling that you might get from something like My Hero Academia or whatever. But, I, but it, it has the other bits that I like. I half agree with you. The thing that really gets me is like, Okay, so like I I got feels from Moomin Rider. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah. And like the the guy who like cuz this is what th- this is like the the juxtaposition, right? You've got the the effortless hero, right? Mhm. Who doesn't have to struggle against anything and is actually kind of frustrated in a way because he wants to have a big climactic fight and doesn't get to have one. So he's just kind of bored cuz everything's too easy. Yeah. Then you've got Moomin Rider, the guy whose heart is completely in the right place. He is a he is a like a absolutely textbook. Everything you would want. His heart is pure. He's he does everything right. He has no real actual power. No, he's got he's got nothing to offer and he'll 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 do it anyway. And that like. Seeing him just, like, keep launching these completely useless attacks against a thing that way overmatches him was like, oh, man, I like there's there's an identification there of like, I feel you like that. That feeling of like that feeling of like just beating yourself against a brick wall until you're bloodied and broken. Just because of the strength of your convictions, like that's what that's what I got. Yeah, that's no, what I, hit me. I didn't mean that there's no emotional connection in that. In no, that but it's regard. not it's not in the like it's again, you get that sort of emotional connection from like the side characters, the secondary and tertiary characters. Yeah. For a little bit. It's and not it's, like it's a very part short... of the big climactic buildup. Right, right, right. Exactly. So it's 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 a shorter burst of it. And it's and it's a it's the because of the setting of the of the story, it also has less impact because then it will be a gag a second later. That is true. <laughs> right? Like That like, is true. Like, it will be this super climactic moment, which is what, so it, it almost becomes, you're feeling for him, but you're also laughing, like, not at him, but sort of just like, you have that excitement of it happening because you know something silly is going to happen too. Yeah. Because that's just how it's told, right? And and that I guess that's what I mean, is where they, they offset it almost immediately with something either goofy or really badass yeah you don't absolutely. you don't it doesn't dwell on that oh my god they're doing it they're doing they're doing it and yeah. then they do it right like it's uh but but yes yeah, I, you're, you're never going to get i won't say never because i don't know what direction yeah. it's going but like to the you know generally you don't get the big climactic spirit bomb moment <laughs> you know no one is no one needs to give saitama their energy he yeah. has plenty of energy. Mr. Satan doesn't have to yell at Earth. Right. 
<laughs> at least not yet. I don't know. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Now, One Punch Man is great. I need to catch up on that, actually. I have not watched a whole lot of anime lately. Um, yeah, and I say lately, I mean like in the last three months. Because generally what will happen is Jesse and I have a Crunchyroll subscription and generally we will just kind of see what's new on the on the simulcast list Mm -hmm. and attach to like one or two. We'll like, you know, we'll try a couple of first episodes and see what grabs us and and keep watching the ones that. uh, Yeah, you know, there's appeal to us and there just haven't really there hasn't really been anything this season. There's an Onimusha anime coming out. I saw that. I, do, I, I remember this. I, I saw the um that I saw the trailer for it, and I saw yeah, I have not the, seen the trailer. Uh, the Musashi character. Yeah, and I looked at him, and I was like, "Holy shit, that looks exactly like Akio Otsuka's character in uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Adachi." <laughs> Ah, the the old like the old cop guy. Yeah. And then he's and then he said like one line and I was like, oh, it's Akio Otsuka. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> and then I looked it up and I was like, oh, that's just what Akio Otsuka looks like. <laughs> Which makes sense, actually, that they like because because RGG does a lot of like facial modeling for their characters. Mm-hmm. So it just looks like a, a it just looks like a celebrity cameo because they just like it is just them and then they voice the character that is them is there a real kiryu then no well sort of um like (laughs) i would i would argue that takaya kuroda kind of like kind of embodies kiryu spirit but that's not what he looks like (laughs) okay because that would be pretty cool if you like you know what's his name uh is it Sam Sam Bell or Sam? I don't know the guy that looks like Max Payne. <laughs> um, oh, really? Oh, you've never seen him? No, I haven't. Oh, hold on, I got I got to look it up. No, for um, for RGG, they have like their main cast of characters who are original characters, but then anyone who is like anyone who is like a side plot character is usually like a celebrity cameo. Ah, uh, okay. Hold on, let me let me let me send you this image. We love doing this on podcasts. Absolutely. Yeah. Visual, visual Look stuff. Look at that. So like. Oh, yeah. That's, that's just straight up Max that's Payne. That's just it's, Max Payne. Yeah. For yeah, sure. That's, he's he's the um, I think he's a writer at Remedy. So he wrote the characters. Oh, for, that's OK. Yeah. For Max Payne that's and for uh, Alan Wake and stuff. So you played Kiwami 2, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you like remember the you remember the the clan creator side quest where you're helping Majima Construction? Yeah, you're doing this like because of the music. Yeah, you're doing this like real time, real time strategy nonsense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So all of the like all of the villains that you're fighting against, all of the like the big, the big like rival construction people, Japanese professional wrestlers, (laughs) all of them. Yeah, that makes sense that they do. that they that they that they do that for other aspects of the game besides the naughty bits. Yeah. Yeah, like it almost makes that a like a little bit less gross. Cause if it was just all originally modeled characters, and then it's like, but we also got some porn stars <laughs> to give their likenesses to the game. 
Um, <laughs> no, they just do it throughout. And I right. like I'm struggling to think of like other um, other examples. But usually well, the, like the, in, in zero, the bad guy wasn't he you said he was like a famous actor, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All, all of the uh, all the lieutenants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Kuze. Kuze is a Kuze is a really good one. Um, I think his name is Hitoshi Ozawa. And the thing is, those weren't like it's there's always like a theme, right? They don't just grab like some guy. So <laughs> right. all of the lieutenants, uh, Kuze, Awano and Shibasawa mm-hmm. are all um, not just famous actors, but actors who specifically were famous for doing like Yakuza and, and Yankee style movies in like the 80s. Right. So like they were like since the the movie itself is set in the 80s, they basically got three like tough guy actors from the 80s. Yeah, that's awesome. To play those to play those characters, which is kind of lost on us because they're just guys. But it's like it would be like, you know, if they had gotten like, you know, Dolph Lundgren and Arnold Schwarzenegger and and like Sylvester Stallone to play the three guys that you have to beat up. Too bad all of their egos are far too big to allow them to be the the person that gets beat up by Kiryu. Oh, for sure. <laughs> That's why the only movie you could put them in is The Expendables, where they all get to be the stars. Yeah. <laughs> because because none of them could possibly be bad. Yeah. Well, Dolph Lundgren has been the villain before. True. That's true. But the rest of them, nah. But not in a movie where they're well, all supposed to be Arnie good. Well, technically, Arnie was the villain in Terminator 1. Yeah, but that was before he was well known. That's true. Like I mean, well known. Like they wouldn't do it now. Yeah, unless it was supposed to be like they they had him. They had him. They had in a a likeness of him be the you know the T eight hundred model Terminator in one of the movies. Sure, sure, sure. But it wasn't him. Right. He was. He was just in that one. He was just you know a robot for half a scene before his skin gets taken off or something. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. That's all I've been up to is anime and and not actually no anime, just some manga. Playing some Monster Hunter. We talked I mean, about that last week, though. Yeah, we did. We talked almost exclusively. I'm still playing it. It's still fun. Um, I'm up to like Hunter rank 19 now. Yeah, so I'm not playing it like a ton, but making progress. It's it's got, got the it's, rest of my weapons unlocked. Oh, cool. Did, well, I don't want to talk about it much, but did you try out any of the other ones? I, I've tried out Greatsword, but like I'm at a point now where I don't have enough parts to like make any of them as strong as the sword and shield that i've already upgraded yeah so i would I, definitely try out all of them see which one you like the best oh, definitely and going then, to 100 percent going to so don't progress the don't progress your quests until you try all of them so that way you can build them up so you feel competent to do it like i mean just like take a day or two to wait before you progress your main quest so that mm. way the sword and shield won't feel compl- like because if, if you keep upgrading the sword and shield, it's gonna, obviously going to outclass everything else, and then you right, won't right. have a good representation of what the the early weapons, the other weapons will feel like. Yeah, it's right now, Jesse and I are just kind of going on walks and just, like, grinding out monster hunts to get a lot of parts. Yeah, perfect. So then, like, so then once, we, once we've done that a bit, then we can try out different weapons and we'll have enough parts to upgrade whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because you can do one-star hunts with the base weapon. Yeah. For sure. And then you can sort of get a feel for it. And it's weird because some of the weapons feel like they're complete trash until you understand how they work. Yeah, I feel like that's just how Monster Hunter works. That's true. Like, it really... 
I there was so much. I when I played World, I used the Insect Glaive. And, oh yeah, yeah. And the Insect Glaive, it turns out, is a like I liked it because it was a big, you know, it was a big speedy weapon, and I could do all this like. I mean, it was the most anime weapon available in that game. Yeah, you get the big air dash, and I love an air dash. Um, you know, you. It's it's a fast weapon, so I can get a couple hits in and move out of the way. And then it wasn't until like I I I saw someone on stream who was using it and actually explaining how the mechanics work. Yeah. With like how the how the different colors work and what you can with the insects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like actually that I like I wasn't using the insects to shoot like at all mm-hmm. for like buffs and debuffs and stuff. And that was like a completely hidden mechanic that i didn't understand at all <laughs> so like i feel like just about every weapon in monster hunter has like a specific set of mechanics that you have to understand to make the weapon not trash mm-hmm. yeah for sure none more so than hunting horn in rise they made the hunting horns really user friendly because you don't have to know there's not nearly as well actually they removed all of the 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 song mechanics and made every song basically the same um every hunting horn uh, activates their song with the same sequence of buttons so it's way more it's much more user friendly i, I love probably for it. the best i loved playing it in rise it was great i mean all the monster hunter purists will tell you how rise was bad but i loved rise it was my favorite experience playing monster hunter and i think you would like it a lot too because you get some extreme mobility skills in it what, yeah, what i i, I, heard I do in, like a mobility skill but it's been out for so long now that I'm almost like now that I'm I have a little bit of an itch to go back to Monster Hunter and Jesse does, too. I'm almost sitting here like we got to be getting a new one soon, right? Yeah, they're going to I think I'm sure six will come out in a year, right? Because Rise came out three years ago. Sunbreak came out two years ago. Yeah, it feels uh, like it was been Sunbreak a, a, last year. It might have been last summer. And then Rise was two years ago. I don't remember. So I think that might be it. I don't know. It just kind of feels like, you know, surely, surely we're reaching or surely we're reaching a point where like it's there'll be a new one. It would it would make more sense to get back into it on like the ground floor of a new one. But also, at the I same heard... time, like I probably will lose interest by then. Yeah. So maybe yeah, I... I should just do it now. If you want but to play Monster like, Hunter, you know, just play. Should I should I jump into Rise or should I just go back and play World again? Well, you could play uh uh what's it called? Ice Crown or whatever the hell. It's not called Ice Crown. What's it called? Uh, um, it's definitely Ice something. Born? Iceborn? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But but you you could play you could play that. You haven't touched that, which would basically be World with all the new monsters and stuff. The, yeah. I would say Rise, interestingly enough, apparently Rise on computer, unless you limit the FPS, is really difficult <laughs> because because it was bounced around the switch. And mm-hmm. so when when it puts it into 60 frames per second or higher, the monsters react extremely Way too fast. fast. It is Iceborne. Yeah. Oh, Iceborne. OK, yeah. Wow. I can't believe I pulled that out of my ass. Nice. Because I, I really did didn't. not know. <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, you should just play it. I mean, the games are like. $15. Yeah, like I mentioned it before, Jesse found them on sale for like like all of the games for like 30 something bucks. Yes. And yeah, I was so, like, yeah, that that would be easy. 
So you should just play them if you want to play them. I feel like that's the best solution. That would be the thing that gets me to stop playing Fire Emblem. Yeah. Which that's isn't true. necessarily a bad thing, but I, you know, I don't necessarily want to stop playing Fire Emblem yet. Well, I think you have to also look at it as a point of view if it's something you and Jesse can do together. That's true. That's true. That's actually a great point. Right? Right? I know. And I've actually been actively thinking about how I want, I sort of miss that and want something to do that. Also, no, screw that. Three Hopes is two player. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you played it for 90 hours by yourself. <laughs> I, it's not, it's not that I, it's not like I didn't bring it up. Mm-hmm. And we did like, <laughs> we played Hyrule Warrior two player a ton and we did the whole we had it on wii u and we had it we did the whole thing where like one of you gets the tv and one of you gets the gamepad yeah rather than oh, yeah. like actually split screen on the tv that's pretty cool it was it was a cool way to do it um and it still somehow like brings your frame rate down to like 15 but it's fine yeah i mean that's just that's just that's, Nintendo consoles. Yeah. It's also <laughs> Muso games. <laughs> yeah, but it's specifically a Nintendo game. It's with... Muso games on Nintendo consoles. Yeah. Hey, For sure. Uh, so what what's the what's what's the villain bracket? Excellent question. Let's find out after this break. Oh, this is silly. This is going to be silly. Hey, cue the music. Um Villain Bracket Part 2, Bowser uh, beat Ridley last week, this week, uh, Kefka versus Dr. Robotnik, or Eggman, <laughs> depending on what flavor of Sonic era you prefer. Uh, this one, this one's very easy for me. It's also very easy for me. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a clear Kefka victory. It like, okay, Robotnik is definitely more iconic. But this isn't about the importance of the, like, Swaggles is very clear that it's just which one you like better. And there's no question that it's Kefka. Yeah. There's none. There's no, this is not a competition. It's not even, it's not yet. There, there's, there's nothing. I, in fact, I like Sonic, the character. I do not care about <laughs> Dr. Robotnik very much. It, like, I've seen some stuff where he's had some fun moments, but... Ultimately, like, he kind of seems to show up and basically do the same thing every time, so I don't care. Kafka, meanwhile, unmakes the world. Successfully. Like, Kafka's just... Just the... the One of the most... <laughs> usually, usually Final Fantasy villains are complicated. Like, yep. they have some kind of backstory. Like, you know, Sephiroth... It's it's actually rather tragic how he got to where he was. Yep. And and where where he came to be. And I mean, I guess that's not true for all of the games. I guess a lot of times the villains are just bad villains. You need to go literally one more one more game in the future to see an equally uncomplicated villain. Yeah, no, there, there's that's true. I, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I, I didn't mean Final Fantasy games. I guess I meant RPGs. No, I, actually, have. I actually still agree with you, and especially, like, more recently. Well, because, um, like, Kuja tried to have, they, they tried to give him a, a little more complicated backstory. I mean, then I, the reason I second, I, I stepped back is because... And, and, like, 10 is all over the place. 
You know, no, actually, they definitely try to, because even even like X Death, where then it turns out that I think it's X Death, or is it Golbez? Maybe it's Golbez is actually your brother or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, like they try yeah. to make it so that it's complicated. And there's the real big bad behind the scenes, blah, blah, right, blah. right, right, um, right, right. But but Kefka, there's nothing complicated about Kefka. Kefka is just it, it, like they give him like one line of characterization. He is. Where you talk yeah. to that one person in Vector who's like. Yeah, they did a bunch of experimentation on him, and then something just snapped. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kefka is that's unhinged. the backstory. Kefka is complete. It's it's as if it's like all of the the crazy parts of Joker yes. without any of the you think you know without the hundred eighty years of trying to uh, make him a different character and and nuance. It's just the parts where he's like, "Hey, uh, I kind of want to watch the world burn." <laughs> But then give him magic to make him be able to do it. Right. Yeah. We're, we're like, huh. Hmm. What if we allowed this character to just rip the world asunder? And then and, you and give him a big tower with a giant fuck you laser at the top of it. <laughs> and, and call it the light of judgment. And he and, and he, he he yeah, he he ascends to godhood. Yes. <laughs> Kefka is such an awesome villain. Because there, he is unapologetically evil. Yes, yeah. There is, there is no redeeming qualities to Kefka, which is, which is, I, I felt like, I still feel like that's fairly rare for the, the, tr like the evil in a game. Yeah, where, where there's no moment of, huh? Yeah, I kind of. The I most, I would say, the most complicated thing about Kefka, and this is, and this is stretching it, is just how he comes to power. Because you spend the first half of the game thinking that he's going to be sort of a comic relief character. Yeah. You know, he's kind of the he's kind of the the goofy, the goofy sidekick who like, you know, is like poisons oh, there's sand on my boots. Yeah, but he's also poisoning an entire. Well, yeah, there's nation that. while he does it. Yes. So it's comic relief, but he's not like funny. <laughs> like but his like, actions aren't funny. Like he is like how he's written is sort of funny. But when you actually think about his character. Yeah, it's the things that he does, like he's very ruthless. Right. But you, he shows up and you fight him all the time in the first half of the game. And he never seems like that much of a threat. Mm hmm. Like. So it feels almost like he doesn't feel like Sephiroth. He feels like Reno and Rude. <laughs> yeah, basically. You know, he's got that kind of like, oh, he's just a henchman. Mm -hmm. So like the, you know, the, the biggest thing about his story is how like right around the beginning of the second act of the story, it becomes clear that the person you thought was going to be the big bad because... Kefka is subordinate to him is usurped and now it's just the crazy guy <laughs> right yeah no Kefka's awesome yeah it's great easy easy choice now, now when we easy get to dog. round two that will be more complicated yeah because that's a that's gonna be a very but that's for a, that's for another day what's for today is alone in the dark the new nightmare a game that I fully came in to uh playing it yesterday thinking that we were going to like run through and laugh at for a bit and then thoroughly trash on the podcast and mostly i uh, mostly i i think we still can do that that but is I why have i queued it up flowers that. 
No, that's that's actually why I teed it up as something that we were just going to make fun of, because I thought it would be more fun for you to be like, wait, this is kind of fascinating. Yes, fascinating is a very good word for it. Because I didn't want to say you should play it because there's all these redeeming qualities. I was like, no, you should play it because it's bad, because I think that will make it more entertaining for you than to be like, wait, <laughs> why Why am I impressed by this video game sometimes? <laughs> it really, like, it is a very mixed bag. And you sent me you sent me that uh, that thing like you teed it up very well, because when you were like, oh, yeah, there was a PlayStation and Dreamcast version of the game. And then the Game Boy Color version tried to do a faithful recreation (laughs) of those games rather than just make it something else. I was like, it what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it Why? (laughs) And then going into it, it's like, wait, why does this almost kind of work? Yeah, I bet if we were to play, I almost want to not this year, but I almost want to play the PS1 or Dreamcast version of the game just to see what Mm -hmm. what it's really like. And be like, oh, my God, the Game Boy Color game did it (laughs) like it did a good job or it was not a good job. Like I would be curious to know now. So this game is clearly Resident Evil-esque. Yeah, um, it's survival horror, although I would argue relatively light on the horror. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be the Game Boy Color. Yeah, limitations I, yeah. coming through because yeah, it can't even have true. music <laughs> like, like like there is no music in the game during the game. When we do the when we like play this out with the music at the end of this podcast, I will be using the music from the end credits on account of the fact that it is the only thing in the game that I would actually consider to be music. <laughs> like the Game Boy is the Game Boy is being pushed to its graphical limits. Absolutely. There's, there is no room for music or sound effects. It's it's not pretty, but it is rendering a three-dimensional sprite. And some of the some of the environment looks okay, looks all right. Like it looks pretty good, honestly. It's and, pre-rendered and, as hell, right? Like they're basically just throwing you some some like these are so JPEGs. What it, what it looks like is if you've ever tried when you played Animal Crossing, and there are those websites that would convert any photo that you could then put into Animal Crossing, either through a code or through uh, painting it yourself, like square by square. Oh yeah. So and then people would put their faces or pictures that are far too complicated for the pixels that, you know, that you're allowed to paint with. Because you've got like 64 by 64 to work with or something like that. Yeah, that's what the game looks like. Yeah, that, the entire game does kind of look like that. that. That is the feeling I got as someone trying to take a photo of themselves at a playground or at an event and then basing it into the Animal Crossing to put on their flag. And you're like, what the hell is that? That's actually very funny. <laughs> I, I was going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I realized that I totally do, in fact, know what you're talking about. And that's funny. <laughs> now, there were a few times where I because I had mentioned to you that I, I genuinely could not figure out where a door was in a hallway because yeah. I put the game down for two days mm-hmm. and I couldn't remember. I remember nothing about what I had done and I just did not know where I was in the mansion. I think I know what door hell. you're talking about because it was it's, it is it is an important door. As yeah, it is you, the one that basically leads to the entire front of the mansion. Yes. And uh, it's very easy to miss in the background. 
it is it is it's it's fine if you remember doing it but if if you forget where it is and then all of the screen transitions are just chaos yes like, oh my god <laughs> going from going through the game is total chaos just just going from one hallway to the next hallway because you're like oh where am i going to appear in this room so i think resident evil one has this problem as well it, they it does it much better it does it but a it lot has better. the similar like everything in the game is fixed camera angles yes which, in the case of the Game Boy Color, is very much due to limitation. Sure. It, like, they're, they're, they didn't have much choice here. But the problem is, your sprite is so big. <laughs> it's so incredibly big in this environment. You look like a gorilla, too, because your arms are... Like, sometimes it's, it stretches out in weird ways. Yes, where, where your arms are super long. Yep, and, and your your face just looks so goofy. So the the game very much works like Resident <laughs> Evil, where you kind of have to just go around and examine stuff and find the key to the door and find the thing that you use for this puzzle. And sometimes the doorknob because you can't open the door. Without sometimes the you have to find a box of doorknobs in the attic. <laughs> And somehow you know which is the correct doorknob. Yes, because it slides in easily. <laughs> why? Why the? Why did? Was it Morton? Morton. Yeah. Alan why did, Morton. Why did? Why did Mister Morton remove the doorknobs for all of his doors, and then put them in a box in the attic that you can get to through other means? Why did he then leave diary pages around the mansion <laughs> telling people where those things were? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Also, what was his plan? What was anybody's plan? None of it makes any sense because you get a phone call from this, this, uh, Aline. A stranger. That's like, hey, I'm an archaeologist. Yes. Um, want to go to this person's mansion? And you're like, no. She's like, well, have you heard from your friend? He's dead. Oh, God. Okay, we'll go. And then you go to the mansion. And, and then you're possessed by the spirit of vengeance. And you're like, I'm going to kill whoever did this to him. <laughs> yeah, and then and on the way there in the seaplane, <laughs> the girl's like, by the way, I know who did it. I know who did it. Also, there's monsters and demons everywhere. And you're like, no, that's not possible. Yeah. But then you're totally cool with your friend being a disembodied head in a mirror that then gets transferred to his amulet. Right. You don't you don't think twice about it. No. You don't even have a moment of pause where you're like, huh, you're just like, oh, hey, is that you, buddy? <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. Like, I thought that this was a continuation from another game where, where this is makes it sense. Not? I don't think so. Because I, I think... know there is like, it's certainly not like the first Alone in the Dark 1992. Oh, I don't know. Is is, is but this I don't character know, like it would make some sense if some of these characters were like carryovers from that? Like, I, that like, would make sense. Was, I actually don't know. Part of, there was a part of me that was like, you know, maybe this guy that died was like the main character of the first game or something. Maybe. I then, know. then you'd at least have some sort of like emotional attachment. I, I, I have no idea if Carnby I'm going to guess he's in the other ones. Carnby, by the way, is the <laughs> name of our protagonist. I know Alone in the Dark 3, which was before this one, is something about like Wild West zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I know that. Do you know what the second Alone in the Dark game is called, unfortunately? Oh, I absolutely do not. 
Okay, so there's Alone in the Dark, and then there's obviously Alone in the Dark 2 and 3, but there is a seasonal release between 1 and 2 uh-huh. that was released on a single floppy disk that was supposed to be about, uh, I think there's like an evil Jack in the Box and Santa Claus and Christmas and whatever else. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the special Christmas edition. Yeah. Sure, of course. Makes sense. Um, And it's called Jack in the Dark. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, of course, you'll appreciate because you're an adult. <laughs> you know, I made the joke earlier about how, like, we had, like, the two characters who were kind of working together. And I was like, well, this isn't very alone at all. It's not called Together in the Dark. And I was then I was like, no, it could be that there. There could be a game called that. And I would be interested in it for different reasons. Well, you can just play Jack in the game. Dark. <laughs> but I, I guess if you're alone in the dark, then you just, you know, just Jack in the Dark. <laughs> oh, God, that was such a weird era of video games. And it was specifically like a PC game thing yeah. where it's like, hey, we've got the game and here's three Christmas themed levels for reasons. <laughs> Shut up. Here you go. <laughs> I mean, it's like a bunch of weird PC games in the 90s did it, and then Knights did it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Knights is great. Yeah. So, so. Well documented. Uh, well, yes. Mm-hmm. So, why was he so. If it is a continuation, if it's Carnby and all of them, why was he so against the idea of there being something there that's monster related? Oh, yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense, actually. So like, cause, cause your, your buddy calls you like, Hey, I think there's something creeping around here. And you're like, that's ah, probably just a raccoon. You dumb woman. Oh my God. But like, you've literally encountered zombie outlaw cowboys. Yep. And, and, and no, there's no way that there's monsters on this Island. <laughs> what? Evil what? monsters in my video game on this shadow Island <laughs> where everyone is dead, but there you can't tell there's a town. I didn't even realize there was a town. I forgot about that tidbit that all the townspeople are missing or gone or whatever. How they said. could like why would you remember it? They barely give it any time. They <laughs> mention it in passing that like several hundred or possibly thousand people just are gone now. <laughs> but there's no monsters here. Mm-mm. Not a chance. The the. I, I I continue to be I continue to be amused that like this game's 20 years old. So they referred to him as a multimillionaire. Yeah, because that's a huge number. Yeah, because like it would have been very easy to just be like billionaire, but like billionaires weren't as common 20 years ago. Well, that's why Batman being a billionaire was, th- th- you know, this out of this. It was it was an impossible figure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Batman was a billionaire. Wow. No one will ever be a billionaire. <laughs> they uh, they <laughs> underestimated 20 years of wealth consolidation policies. <laughs> you know, I think so. This is jumping the, the gun, but <laughs> no, you know what? Well, I'll wait. But but so what did I'm I'm so glad that you thought to read the journals as fast as you did, mm. because that locks you out of out of uh, progress. In general, the game, the progress in this game is does kind of boil down to you have, you to, have do a- to do you have to like read a thing or talk to a person or see something 
And then the next, you know, the next step on the path will reveal itself. Yes. So they like this game will not let you sequence break. Mm -mm. Like you could be standing right next to the thing that is the thing that you need next. But if you haven't done the previous step in the puzzle, even if that's just having a conversation with someone on a walkie talkie, (laughs) it will not appear to you. Mm-mm. For nope. for reasons, I like. I think the 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 most infamous version of the infamous, like it's notoriety, like it's notable at all <laughs> to us. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that the most egregious version of this is your dead ghost friend in the mirror telling you, like, pick up my amulet. No, the oh, oh, amulet oh. is like, OK, I need you to find this thing because it's important to me. And then he sort of like, I don't know, transfers his consciousness into it. That all within the supernatural. I don't know what's up with the dogs. That's just going to be a thing <laughs> okay. um, within the supernatural like confines of this story. That all makes sense to you sure. know, in its own way. Sure. Like there's a there's a, a supernatural consistency. With yeah, I'm, that. I'm down with that. I don't mind. I don't mind supernatural being a plot device. I so immediately after that happens, though, my man is like, I'll talk to you again after you fix your gun. <laughs> after you find the, yeah, the shotgun mechanism. And it's like, otherwise, why, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> why is that the trigger? Why is like finding the firing mechanism for the shotgun the thing that will give you the power to focus and and give me more information? Especially because he's talking about how he's fading fast. Yeah. Time is of the essence, but you've got to fix the gun. But if you don't fix the gun, I'm not helping you. (laughs) So let's talk about gun for a second. Uh, This game would have been better without combat. Oh god, the combat is so so bad. It's really awful. And I I wonder <laughs> like it's interesting because if they were going to make the game, that's what the game could have looked like if they didn't do what they did, right? Yeah. Because Resident yeah. Evil Gaiden kind of falls into that. That's I what I was thinking of, actually. Yeah. I was th- like I was playing through and I was like, isn't there like a Resident Evil game that's kind of like this? Yeah, because there's supposed to be a Resident Evil game that faithfully recreated resident evil right it was announced in 1999 i remember seeing the advertisements in magazines and i remember thinking that was pretty cool mm-hmm. and then it never was released and it was changed to Gaiden. i do believe a uh a mostly complete version has found its way onto the internet so it's something that we could experience at some point if we ever wanted to you know see more ps1 classics recreated on the game boy color i mean honestly i'm interested this year alone we have done a PS1 game recreated on the Game Boy Color and a PS1 game recreated on the GameCom. True. <laughs> this is true. Why not? Why not Resident Evil? I mean, I this is this is a weird genre that I am <laughs> kind of fascinated by. <laughs> and but, again, like going back to it, like this game has so much jank and so much bad stuff to it. And yet, like the. The ambitious attempt to actually try to just recreate the same game instead of taking the easy way out and making it like a 2D side scroller or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Is like respectable. Well, and and while I was playing it, I liked I liked to imagine myself sitting in 
uh, like, I don't know, a basement or something playing this on the Game Boy Color. And I was thinking, you know, this is it's kind of neat. Like I can I can see the the atmosphere like I can sort of see what they're going for. And it it makes every moment in the game better, not necessarily because it makes it scary or anything like that. But just because thinking about playing it on a Game Boy Color is fascinating. Yeah, I agree. This is like this is one of those games where I would have been upset and I would have just laughed at how bad it was as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have, like, I don't ever, I don't care about this. I would not have been impressed by the graphics because clearly they're crap compared to, you know, a real, uh, like, to compare to the console version of it. Right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But now, looking backwards, like, whoa, this is super impressive. Yeah, And yeah. it's cool to see that they made this at all. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's maybe, exactly. it's like a question of, <laughs> should they have done it? Maybe not, I don't know. But it's awesome that it exists. Mm-hmm. And it's too bad that the... Because the, the actual gameplay part would have been more fun without the combat. Yes. Because the combat just is bad. It's just bad. It's very there, bad. There's nothing redeeming about it. Uh, it lit like every so often your your character will stop and say, what the hell was that? And then there is a sort of like isometric perspective. Yes. Uh, like third person shooting. I, I almost want to call it a mini game. It's kind of, it's basically a mini game where like some spiders will come after you. Supposedly giant spiders. I mean, I guess they look like like about the size of a tarantula. Yeah, but she seemed like they were way bigger. Like I was picturing huge ones when she was going to when she was being killed by them. Yeah. Um. So spiders and then some things that vaguely look like some dogs that sort of and they explode. And then later on, you see something that's sort of vaguely like the top half of a xenomorph. Yeah, yeah, like it's like the head of a xenomorph with legs. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's one other enemy. There is. There's one that's like later on and I don't. I, it doesn't matter. Whatever. It really doesn't matter. Um, And it basically it's just sort of like a bad eight way directional control and you never shoot in the direction that you want to. And everything takes too many bullets. <laughs> and you can't move you can't move fast enough to like get out of the way of them so the best way to handle it is kind of just to stand still and just kind of shoot in their general direction and sometimes it decides whether it's going to hit or not and sometimes enemies spawn literally on top of you yeah it's not fun it's bad it's not it's not difficult but it's not fun i never died from combat you only in fact you i only came died. close you only died from uh yeah <laughs> let's a, talk a about snake that tube. <laughs> Let's talk about how, like, two hours into this three-hour experience, (laughs) I ran into what I assumed to be the only instant game over in the entire game. (laughs) Where you are walking through the sewers of the mansion, because the mansion has sewers, and you just kind of bump into this thing that looks like some sort of metal pipe. And then you are immediately treated to a game over screen about some big worm thing. Like it shows some big worm thing about to eat you. Yes. And it just says game over. And And (laughs) this game's from like 2001. So it doesn't have autosave. So if I wasn't playing on the switch, I would have lost all of my progress up to that point. And now that's on me for not saving because it does give you the opportunity to save whenever you want. But still, yikes. But damn, though, it's a good looking image. I mean, yeah, I, 
I sent I sent you the I sent you the picture of it. It looks really good. <laughs> they did a nice job of killing you this way. Now they, I would have did. It's yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I, I would have been upset, but they did a good job. <laughs> if I couldn't rewind time, because I just rewound time when I walked into the tube. Oh, yeah, I, I absolutely did too, because like I did otherwise not we were not finishing the game for this podcast. <laughs> I did not expect the tube to murder me. Like if Which, there's no there, like <laughs> <laughs> they've given you a lot of dialogue in this game up to this point right yeah they've told you to be careful of certain things they've told you that you know there's there's blood here or there's like there's like four or five different things like flavor text in the game where you go up and try to interact with something and your dude is like this is a table it has dust Here's, on it. My personal favorite is it's, it's got a broken lamp on it. And the lamp is clearly giving off light. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's easily my favorite flavor text. Or when you walk up to this this super ominous tree on a cliff's edge where yep. there's a clinky thing inside what is clearly a giant hole. Yep. And it's like, oh, man, you're going to there's going to be some text about being afraid to reach your hand in there or like yep, you reach yep. in and you feel something moving and whatever. And it's just like you got key. <laughs> What? It, what three words a skeleton key yeah, like, yeah true it doesn't even say you picked it up technically it, doesn't, it just said it just like statement just noun a skeleton <laughs> like, key and it's this big not you pretty, got not you picked up not you picked it out of like you picked it out of what some it is goop. a skeleton key and it's it's a it's very clearly an important scene like I, 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 that's part of why I want to see what the PS One game is like, because I or, or the Dreamcast or PC, because there has to be like that big snake thing is probably a boss. Yeah, it almost has to be getting the skeleton key. Because realistically, have to do like the animation of the game over is like you don't even see that big like toothy worm mouth thing in <laughs> like in like you don't see any sign of that unless you unless you bump into it. So like. The only reason to have that animated is if that thing exists in the original game and they just wanted to let you know that it was there. Yeah. It's basically because they're trying to faithfully recreate the game on the Game Boy Color. But instead of giving you a boss fight against it, it's just one room where you have to walk by its its bits. (laughs) Don't don't touch its body. (laughs) Don't it's like that old board game. Don't wake daddy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) So, like, final thoughts. I did not have fun playing this as a video game. No. Well, that's why when you said, should I stream it or should I play it by myself? And I said, absolutely stream it because it will be way more fun playing it with other people. Yeah, it was actually fun to just sort of go through it together. Mm -hmm. Um, It was at times difficult to um, keep interesting, especially because there's a lot of backtracking and getting lost and wondering where the next shiny thing to move the plot forward happens. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as as a game, the combat's not good. The puzzles are overly there simplistic. <laughs> there are no puzzles. I, I, that's not true. I'm sorry. You do have to put gloves on sometimes or you have to blow up a bomb in front of your face. Yes. On the door that's clearly marked. it's like there there's a there's a thing that says like door controls and it's like a fuse box and i'm like can i crowbar open the door controls and then like turn it off no but you can you can find the conveniently placed explosive device and place that in front of it instead yes 
and then press the button and the bomb goes off like two feet from your face immediately. And then like <laughs> that, then it doesn't really say anything more about that. It's like, yeah, the bomb worked. No, to be you honest, go the, through the door now. The worst part of this video game for me was that I remembered that there was a movie about it. Like there's a Alone in the Dark movie created. And I was like, man, I don't remember seeing it, but I remember it sucked. Who made that movie? And I was like, oh, it's Uwe Boll. And I was like, I was going to say, it's Uwe Boll. Yeah. And God, he sucks so much. Yep. And and the the only thing that I was then reminded, though, that I that I like Sean Baby is that in the he so Uwe Boll, you know, made a thing of like, hey, come box me um to to all yes i remembered that and someone he accepted issued a, it he issued a, a boxing challenge to like critics of his movies yeah and so but he didn't disclose that he was an amateur boxer correct like, so it really just was him beating the shit out of his critics for so three he hours up, he beat up one critic really like pretty bad and then sean baby said i would i would like to box you and he issued like a thing saying like let me box you because he was because sean baby is an amateur kickboxer and Uwe oh, Bull, okay just ignored him and never responded to anything he ever Correct. said. Correct. Yes, <laughs> that that Uibel sucks. Yes, uh, but but my my one of my like, favorite... in addition to being a bad film director, also a bad person. Yeah, he's just a crappy. Uh, he's just all around kind of a crappy dude. <laughs> I think one of my favorite moments in this game is so you you fight the you fight the bad guy, you you kill him with your your uh the the best weapon that you can fight underworld enemies with which is of course a crossbow, a crossbow. yep and you leave them just on the ground riddled with bullets and crossbow bolts and all of this stuff and you fly away and then there's yes. a news report being like millionaire like missing <laughs> like yes. millionaire vanishes and it's like oh do you think they'll ever figure out what happened here you have left a trail of destruction in this place, you have blown up artifacts. There's yep. literally just a portal to the underworld that is technically, I think, still open. It seems like it. Well, no, because I, I think you close it by taking the the statue. There's the statue oh, that maybe. I think. I think the statue is what had all the power, and it conveniently broke during the final battle. So <laughs> it's fine, I guess. <laughs> and and it just it, it it tries to do the whole. Okay, do you, did you ever play Resident Evil Two? I haven't played any Resident Evil game outside of four and five. Oh, wow. Okay, so Resident Evil 2 has this super badass ending when you play through it in the second time through where you you do a, an extra boss and stuff. It's really cool. And it, it ends with like, what are you going to do next? And it zooms in on Claire with this fun angle. And she's like, I have to find my brother. That plays like this guitar riff and the credits are rolling. I was like, that's awesome. Because, you know. I was, what, 14 or something? Sure, yeah. Um, and this game totally tries to t recreate that energy where it's like, uh, do you think they'll ever figure out what happened? And 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 Carnby's like, it doesn't matter. They won't believe it. All this, like, none of this could have happened. Would you believe it? The end. Yeah. <laughs> where, where it's just like, they want it to be this super impactful. Yeah, yeah they, of course. They thought it was a stinger. <laughs> right? right? Like, yeah, yeah. And it's just okay. <laughs> as long as we're talking about the ending, I'd like to I'd like to roll back a few a few lines. Sure, sure. About the part where okay, so the the impetus of the story is uh, you you mentioned it earlier, but we're basically on this island because our partner is uh, supposedly dead. Who turns out to be? It turned out that he is dead, but he's also like his spirit is in the mirror because he's not at rest because he's trying to stop this, you know, millionaire guy, you know, yeah, yeah, from doing Elon something Musk. The <laughs> yeah. Um. 
And like, honestly, I, I made the joke during the stream, like, Alan Morton is like, Alan? Alan? <laughs> That's kind of close, because there's a whole news clipping about how he's like made bad business deals and thrown his money away on useless garbage. And I'm like, I mean, it's all there. <laughs> but anyway, um, so... You're there basically investigating a murder and your and your your big edgy protagonist person is like, I want vengeance for my friend. Yeah, I'm going to make the person who did this pay. So fine. That is a that that is a a, a motivation that we can we can understand. <clears throat> um, but it's not time sensitive. No. The, the, and it the, certainly you're, you're, isn't time sensitive on like a matter of hours. Well, and maybe it is time sensitive, but you have no idea. Like as far as you're concerned, it probably isn't because you're not again, you don't even think that this has underworld monsters. Right. You're like you you have going into it, you have absolutely no fear that there is anything <clears throat> that the monsters exist at all or that any of the underworld underworld like hell monster stuff that he's dabbling in is actually real right um so it appears that and also there's no like security there's nobody on the island uh and the mansion appears to be abandoned so it appears we go in in the middle of the night for yeah, reasons why wouldn't you go into a spooky shadow island in the in the middle of the night um and then it turns out that at the very end, as you are leaving in your seaplane, that the sun is coming up and the monsters are scattering because they don't like the sunlight. Which and that it, makes sure fine. And sure, like, OK, yeah, the monsters don't like the light. That's a that's a established trope. Um, why did we go in at night? Why? Why know. did we, we couldn't we have just done the whole thing in the daytime, actually? Well, it also makes it great because she's like, oh, daylight's coming. The monsters are running away and we're just getting on a plane and leaving, which is, I suppose, OK. But does that mean that this island is just infected with these demon monsters forever? Only at night, apparently. And then when the people came and discovered that the, the millionaire was missing and this entire town is destroyed, like, <laughs> it feels like they glossed over some real problems here. The entire village of people is missing. And they were probably all killed by monsters, too, which, as far as we can tell, still exist. But you know what? Fuck them. Yeah, that, that's fuck them. That's that's alone. In the, you know, <laughs> I, I, I want to end it on that really bad. But I, I I had to mention that there is a prequel comic to this story. Oh, God. And that's that's that that is that has a wonderful title. Um, it's it's alone in the dark. Life is a hideous thing. I hate this. <laughs> Fuck him. <'em. laughs>